0: So, what's the difference between a kindergarten and an ISIS training camp?
1: I don't know what.
0: Uh Uh-oh. I don't know, man. I just fly the drones. Oh, no.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to... Drinking and Thinking with Nicole oh, and Julie. Who's coming in? Which in the chat? From politics, the best flicks, side opinions and
2: lies. You got Julie and Nicole. You know they the show, keeping up with current topics just to keep you in the, we're to the yeah, Comedy. Comedy? That's great. That's gold.
0: Comedy and insensitivity, a match made in heaven.
1: Okay, so that that leads us right into the topic Mm -hmm. of this uh, podcast, which is um, The Boundaries of Comedy. But first, let us introduce our guest. Yeah, you may recognize his voice from a certain (laughs) awesome podcast theme song.
2: Which one is that? (laughs) I'm joking. I'm, just, I'm you know, touching on the boundaries of comedy. Yeah, so
1: Ahmed's here with us today and, Hello. and we'll be talking about the boundaries of comedy. So let's get started. Oh, for the listeners, we are drinking coffee today. So grab your cup and sip along. All right, perfect. This is how we drink and think. The reason I wanted to do this podcast is because I had an interesting experience where I went to a comedy club with a bunch of people and, uh, and, the the comics were very very um they did a lot of like humor about uh race and gender and all that stuff and the people that I was with did not find this funny at all like zero laughter except for like a select few people and so it got me thinking like what is the purpose of comedy is there a line to be drawn in comedy um should we make jokes about certain things in certain time frames, because, you know, everybody's always saying the whole too soon, too soon. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. What are your thoughts?
2: To me, it's not necessarily what's being said, but how it's being said. For for example, Russell Peters is mm-hmm. freaking hilarious, mm-hmm. but his like all of his sets are strictly on race. Like he goes on uh, to talk about uh, like Chinese people. He goes on and talks about deaf people even like that's not even a race, but it's a whole category. And if you've seen his uh, his segment on deaf people, you think... Well, <laughs> oh, you're <laughs> starting to
1: laugh. It must it's, be funny. It's, it's funny, <laughs> but
2: it's also terrible because you're like, oh my God, I can't believe he said that. But then he he explicitly says, I know you probably all think I'm terrible, but that's because you've never actually had to deal with a deaf person. So screw you. <laughs> Something to that effect. Not, not exactly that. Um, but the whole time when you're... When you're listening to him, you know that he's not saying this in any kind of negative way.
1: Except that one thing that I've I've read is that um, a comedian is funny when they're being raw, when they're being themselves on stage. So what does that say about like Russell Peters' beliefs? Like, does you say that it sounds like he doesn't believe in these things when he delivers it? Is that just your way of making yourself feel better about a guy who's like using comedy to poke fun at all these different groups of people?
2: See, I have trouble believing that comedians are are being raw a lot of the time, especially the the big name comedians. I feel like they've found a topic and they're writing, just like you would write a script, they're finding the best way to say something and they're writing it to, to get the best reaction out of people. So is it really raw if it's you know scripted in order to entice a certain reaction?
1: But the thing is, they do test materials. So like, yes, they've written out their jokes so Mm -hmm. that they know what they're going to say as part of their set. But I mean, the people who have made it big, they've practiced all kinds of different jokes and all kinds of different ways of delivering it and everything Mm -hmm. like that. So it is still, it does still come from their experimentation from when they were starting out and being themselves. Perhaps Mm. the,
0: the, maybe
1: the rawness that they allude to is the
0: fact that, you know, it's almost like no holds barred, like obviously it's scripted and it's, and it's like tested to get the optimal laughter or whatever, to get the punchline just right or something like that. But the rawness is from the fact that they don't sugarcoat things like we do, you know, when talking about sensitive issues like race or gender or anything like that, they're raw in the sense that they're going to say this is a stereotype. I'm going right for it. I'm not gonna say not to be racist, but but they're just mm-hmm. going right for it unapologetically. So perhaps that's what they mean by raw. And maybe mm. that's why comedy gets away with so much, is because like you're not pussyfooting around the issue. You're he- you're dealing with it head on. And there's something about comedy that gives you an allowance to talk about these things. in like us, and like in a, because you determine the context of it so that that's you're a really interesting
1: point that whole idea of an allowance when it's comedy you're allowed to play on to stereotypes and stuff like that and and it also make uh, gives me the idea like or the question like why is it that we find these things funny i think it's because
0: especially like As society continues down this trajectory of, like, being politically correct and stuff like that, we're really trying to gloss over differences. Like, we're, like, don't focus on the differences. Focus on, like, we're all people and, like, we're all just trying to make it in Mm -hmm. the world, blah, blah. But the thing about comedy is, like, we're directly pointing out the things that make us different. And we can laugh about these things, Mm -hmm. right? Because it is funny just like the way that you live your life is different from mine and i can find humor in that or vice versa
2: and it's funny that you say uh we're pointing out the differences because i was just thinking that uh what i find funny in a lot of comedy is shared experience Hmm. i agree with you on that yeah so why why do we find uh you know stereotypes funny because maybe we can all you know uh relate to one time that that one Arab person did that thing. And they're like, hey, that—that that, that's true. Huh? And, and it's, it, it's a shared experience. And that's why that's it's funny. That's
0: interesting, actually. It's funny because you can think of it both ways, right? Because at the same time, you know, we're all trying to like dance around the fact that we've got these differences. And yet comedy points them out point blank, but in a shared experience context, like you said, where it's Mm -hmm. like, we all know that guy, or we all know the girl who does this Mm -hmm. kind of thing. So yeah, it's really interesting. Well, and I think
1: that even, it it even isn't as detailed as that. Like you may not know somebody you may like, for example, you may not know an Asian who's a horrible driver, but for some reason you hold within yourself that stereotype and you, you think that and you play on that stereotype. And so when somebody else is talking about it and making jokes about it, you can laugh with that because it's a shared knowledge, like in terms of, I know that this stereotype exists and I think it's funny. And so that's what makes it a shared experience. Even if you have never experienced a bad Mm -hmm. Asian driver before, for example,
2: you just want to be in on the joke.
0: Yeah,
1: exactly. Just so you
2: don't want to be left out. You want to be, you know, part of the crowd.
1: Mm-hmm. I just
0: want to belong, Ahmed. <laughs>
2: I, don't know. I don't want to not laugh. Everybody so, else is laughing. Why is
1: everybody laughing? I'll just laugh too. <laughs> so then my question, I guess, is like, is there a boundary in comedy? Is there, should there be a boundary in comedy? What are, you, what are your thoughts on this?
2: I think I think that comedy is is comedy and it's it's funny for a reason. Like I was saying earlier, it also depends on on a lot of different things like the delivery. Like if it's just some guy who's just like making some really crude comments about something um and it's just My question, though, is how do you
1: assess the delivery? Like, how do you how can you ever tell somebody's intention when they're mm, telling something like a comedian who's really good could get up there and be the most racist motherfucker you've ever met. And but he's funny to people because even when he delivers it, it may not sound like this is what he truly believes in. (laughs) See, and I think that's that's the power, in when you give a
0: context to something, like for example, you know, if I see a pine cone on the street, I'm just like, oh, there's construction, or like, why is this in my way? Whereas, what if did I, you just sorry, say? not a pine, pine cone.
2: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I saw a pine cone <laughs> on the like, street. I saw a pine cone. <laughs> a, a squirrel was, was here. And like
0: that means construction, Nicole. Pine, cone. Like, no. yeah, pine <laughs> cone. What would you call that? Traffic um, cone. Pylon. Yes. It's a nah, I was trying to say <laughs> uh, c- traffic cone and traffic pylon. Cone pylon anyway that that orange thing that is cone shaped (laughs) in the road that either means construction or it's just in the way or whatever whereas if you were to put that in an art gallery you'd be like oh all of a sudden it's a piece of art and I think the same thing applies to comedy Because it's like, oh, if I were to go up to someone and be like, oh, who's, who is Asian and say, wow, I noticed that your driving's really terrible. That's because you're Asian. <laughs> you know, <whereas laughs> if I were to tell a joke. Shit, that's, that's funny, dude. <laughs> <Or, laughs> you should go on tour. Because I'm like, I'm telling a silly story and you know, I'm telling a silly ridiculous story and i think the same thing applies to comedy you can get away with a lot more once it's when it's when it follows the cadence of a joke once it follows the Mm -hmm. structure of like a comedic routine when you're Mm -hmm. at a comedy club and you see russell peters on the stage you that's a sign that like we're gonna talk about some off-color things but it's cool because we mm-hmm. all know that we're here to hear some off-color things. Okay, so, we'll so what about, about the out. people
1: who get offended? Like one of the things that's really big right now is a lot of comedians are saying they can't go to college campuses or univ- u- the equivalent of university campuses as well in Canada um, because people are just they get too offend offended and they get too upset and it, like they get booed off stage. So, like, what's your attitude? Should 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 a comedian? Um, change his content or her content based on the fact that the audience might get offended. Hmm.
0: If they were invited
1: somewhere to perform their
0: material, I think they should be able to perform the material they want to perform. It's up to them. Like if they want to make sure they get laughs then, and then they might tailor their content to the audience. But if they really genuinely don't care and they just want to tell their stories and their jokes and their skits, then like by all means they should, unless there's like contractual boundaries. Mm-hmm. If they're invited to perform, let them perform.
2: Yeah, I agree.
0: And then if they if they were just invited because they'd heard from a friend of a friend of a friend that they were good and then all of a sudden their material was off color well, like that, you should have done mm-hmm. your research.
2: Well, yeah, that's also uh, <laughs> one of my favorite rappers, uh, Lupe Fiasco. He he talks about a lot of political stuff. But in one song specifically, he says Limbaugh is a racist, Glenn Beck, Glenn Beck is a racist, uh Gaza Strip was getting bombed, Obama didn't say shit. And that's why I didn't I didn't vote for him in next one either. And he this was like one of the singles off of his uh off of one of his albums. And somebody didn't do their research and ended up inviting him to perform at a, you know, um uh, a party after Obama got elected in oh, the second dear. the second time. And he, for the, I don't know how long he was on stage for, but for the whole set, he did that song on repeat.
0: Yes. Wow.
2: And, and And people were getting pissed off at him. And he's like, no, you guys invited me here. Uh, this is what I do. This is what I believe in. And I'm not going to change that because of the crowd that I'm in front of. Um, and I thought that was pretty bold. That's
1: awesome. (laughs) So that, that leads me to, I think a really, uh, interesting part of comedy is that, um, people say that it can bring about change and it can be very activist in a lot of Mm -hmm. ways. And I think a good example of that is what you just, um, put out there, but also something like South Park, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: especially with their most recent episodes. Uh, do you guys think that comedy can bring about change? Do you think it serves a purpose that way?
0: I personally don't believe that comedy can necessarily bring about change but I think it is a, it's a good vehicle for like a, for bringing up unpopular, ideas so like you you kind of mentioned the most recent uh, season of South Park which t- deals a lot with like what it means to be politically correct and because we're in this state where are like obviously nobody wants to be outright offensive nobody wants to ma- purposely marginalize people but at the same time like the pendulum is swinging really hard and so there is room of ridicule right and South Park does a really good job of being of saying let's really stop and think about this like there's a lot of what politically correctness has become that is ridiculous yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> um and, and back to russell peters i guess he was doing a uh an interview and he had just come back from from talking to a bunch of i guess syrian refugees and he gets up on in front of the uh, he gets up on the podium and he says something to the effect of you know politicians are here to to cater to the people and they will tell you what you want to hear but as comedians it is our responsibility to tell you the truth and that's what we do we Mm -hmm. we are we are uh you know conduits of truth and we that's what um what we say on stage so he thought it was his responsibility to come out and speak you know about Syrian refugees and and mm-hmm. what people needed to hear about them, uh, because as a comedian he had to go out and you know spread and the truth. And yet he's one of
1: the top people doing all the racist jokes in yeah. his set. Yeah, but it's really interesting, right? Because it goes back to
0: to the what you said earlier, Ahmed. Where it's like he like he doesn't. They may not truly believe in what they're saying. Like, who knows? Maybe the writers of South Park are huge advocates of political correctness. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like, it's interesting to point things out like let's take a good hard look about where we're taking society right now Mm -hmm. it it may not we might not be passing judgment on whether it's a good or a bad thing but like it's important to challenge the views that we have and i think comedy does a really good job of that because it it Mm -hmm. forces it shines Mm -hmm. a light on things and like oh ha 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 we're laughing so it's not like overbearingly uncomfortable but at the same time like we are being forced to acknowledge hard truths.
1: Well, and the other thing too is that uh, I think comedy appeals to a wider range of people than just like an academic audience who might have this kind of conversation on a regular basis. So mm-hmm. uh, I think comedy in that sense could be a vehicle for change in the sense that it just sheds light on areas where we need to think a little bit more about mm-hmm. what what is happening and how it's happening. Mm-hmm. And it does it in such like a, a light way where you don't really feel like you're part of this really deep conversation because intermixed with uh, their potentially activist kind of agenda is like a fart joke, right? Mm -hmm. So I I don't know. It's very, it's an interesting space to be in for that kind of conversation. Like always, we invite the audience to uh, let us know what you think, whether you think there should be boundaries in comedy or whether you think that it's like freedom of of expression free reign no boundaries and it's all about the context and the space and that people are free to decide whether or not they want to be in that context and space and that's all we have to say on that so until next time good night
2: cheers come on in we're just having a chat from politics the best flicks out opinions and lies you got julie in the call you know they're on the show keeping up with current topics just to keep you in the know. so if you're looking for a place to talk you hit the right spot we're popping bottles as we're running to do what the fuck raise your drink take a sip while you're tipping your This is Drinking and Thinking. Welcome to the podcast.